on DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. This is Talk Wrestling on TalkSport 2. You're listening to Talk Wrestling from TalkSport on your Fight Night podcast feed and SummerSlam is just around the corner. We'll be previewing the 2023 edition coming from Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan, where after we got the huge moment at the end of Money in the Bank here in London, the tribal combat is on the horizon. Uh, We've got big matches for all of the titles to preview and an absolutely massive name joining the show the ring general himself the man who is going for the record for longest reigning intercontinental champion in WWE history Gunter will be here on Talk Wrestling from Talk Sport uh, you listen to Talk Wrestling this is Talk Sport uh, I'm Will Gavin John Jackson alongside me John how are you sir very very good thank you very much Will very excited uh, for everyone to hear my conversation with Daring General D D or Dare is Dare Daring General General I do like the, the, the sort of pronunciation is a focus when they uh, introduce the Austrian uh, I don't know if he's got a nickname that involves the word Austrian but you know what I mean and it, you know Gunter is someone who we've had on this show many many times before under his original guise as Walter um, and I think this is is this his Gunter debut on Talk Wrestling I think it possibly is uh, it's Gunter debut yeah I believe I believe so so um yeah, this is his Gunter debut, but we have interviewed him a number of times previously. And of course, the famous interview was where we sat upstairs at the Electric Ballroom after a progress show where he said, yeah, I'm not going to America, I'm not going to WWE, I'm more than happy staying in Europe. Look where we are now. <laughs> uh, look, we um, uh, we had a wonderful time at Money in the Bank. Uh, well, you did, I didn't. Uh, last month, and it turned out to be one of the best pay-per-views that WWE have put in a while. Although, actually, I say that, the pay-per-views have been superb across the board recently. And it teed up a lot of sensational stuff uh, for, uh, this coming, uh, for this coming SummerSlam, uh, including the return of Drew McIntyre, who is teed up to face Gunter at SummerSlam. And after we saw the match that they put on at WrestleMania before uh, Drew McIntyre had his time away... Absolutely sensational to see that coming together. Um, uh, we got t- we teed up for well, I mean John Cena. Look, that's a fact. Do you know what? I, I want to go on SummerSlam. We've not talked about John Cena because we've not been away for a few yeah, weeks. John true. Cena coming back at Money in the Bank and teasing WrestleMania coming to London. Now a lot of people are saying, oh, they just did it for the views. They did it for the clicks. They did it to get the home crown pop. They did it to get us hot. I think they they wouldn't. Try up something like that unless there was a legitimate opportunity. A possibility. I'm not saying it'll be soon, but it could be. I'm I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I think within the next five years, we get WrestleMania in London. Right. So hang on, we know next year's Philadelphia. Do we know the next one? I don't think we know the next one. No, no, they normally only announce them around each year's Mania, right? I get mixed up with NFL where they just seem to announce it years in advance. Oh yeah, we know where the next like four Super Bowls are, Yeah, exactly, that's what I mean. So, okay, yeah, I mean, I think John Cena just, he knows how to get the crowd popping, doesn't he? You know, people like him and The Rock, they know the right things to say. And they don't need to go with the cheap sort of jibes if they're a heel of, of slagging off the local sports team. They, I mean, John Cena has said that because he knows that people will love it, but also I think John Cena truly knows that the fans in the UK would 
go off for that. I think it's different to Super Bowl Sunday as well in terms of with the Super Bowl, because there's been talk about that coming to London, right, in the past, you have to schedule it in a way that would mean that it is televised for the right time in the US so that they can make the right money off the TV, so they can make enough advertising so it's fine for the West Coast. And that causes all sorts of logistical nightmares. I don't see there being a problem with having a WrestleMania at, say, Wembley is the obvious location, or Tottenham Hotspur, maybe, Mm. might be uh, even better, not as big capacity-wise. They'd rather do a record, I'm sure. But it's definitely going to be a stadium, right? And actually... It feels a little bit like the John Cena thing was a reaction to AEW selling so well at Wembley when they made the decision to run at a significantly smaller venue in the O2, right? So mm. I think you could get away with putting that match on, th- those matches on, say, start it at, what's 10am uh, West Coast, 6pm our time? Yeah. I think because it's pay-per-view, because people pay for the network, because that's how they bring the money in and then sponsorship and stuff... You 6pm till 11pm, Saturday and Sunday at Wembley, that timing works fine and you don't have to worry as much about the audience in America because they're all going to be watching on streaming and on demand anyway. It's just the people down under that have got to worry about and get up in the middle of the night. But to be honest, Will, we've I know been that's getting up in the middle of the night recently and you know, the, 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 the big bash, the MCG, all that stuff. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I like that. Or do it at 6am in the UK. <laughs> And then it's late night in America and it's in the evening in Australia. 6am. That'd be amazing. I'd be here for it. Imagine that. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's, that's, my, that's my thought processes. I think it works and I think he wouldn't come out and say it unless they were genuinely thinking of doing it and I think we could see a WrestleMania within the next five years. Right, okay. Just remember this date. <laughs> Will made the big claim. Mark it on your calendars. I don't know what day we're putting this episode out, but it's July the 2023. There we go. <laughs> the day Will got it wrong. <laughs> uh, let's turn our attention to SummerSlam, right? Absolutely. Um, few feuds to, to kind of mention here. We spoke with um, we spoke with Ricochet. Uh, previously, uh, and actually, kind of had a really good chat with Ricochet about his conversation. Uh, it was before Money in the Bank, so it's going back a little way. But one of the big things I spoke to him about when we had that conversation was about his feud with um, Logan Paul and the stuff they did at the Royal Rumble mm. and how they set that moment up. And I think it's a really cool match to for them to be putting together. That's already one of the, the coolest moments of of twenty twenty three, isn't it? Yeah. Hands down. Mm. And I, so I think this is set up to be a really nice spot fest. I do think they will probably try and continue the Logan Paul momentum. Ricochet isn't somebody they necessarily... Ricochet is basically Kofi Kingston before the Kofi Mania stuff, right? Well, they, they, it's, we're going to put him into big matches to do some absolutely off-the-wall stuff because he is incredibly athletic and, and insane and he's willing to put other guys over but we don't have to worry about protecting him. That's how he feels like right now. So this is make Logan Paul look phenomenal, and I think Ricochet will do that. I know they've been styling Ricochet to make him look a bit cooler away from the ring when he's not wrestling with his, you know, he's had a turtleneck and the chain, like The Rock back in the day. No uh, fanny pack, though, which is uh, sad to see. Do you think people are taking Logan Paul seriously now as a wrestler? Yeah, massively. Good. I think his performance is... His performance on the mic at SmackDown on the Friday, Money in the Bank weekend, followed by his performance in that match, yet again highlighted. And I thought he was brilliant at WrestleMania as well. It is easier for him as somebody who is not a regular, i.e. not having to do you know, five matches a week if he's touring, one match a week if he's just doing TV where actually like they can really plan out and put together an incredible match because he's got time to put into it, right? Mm. 
so everyone will look at his say are his first five matches are there, is there anyone who can claim to have a first five matches as good as his in WWE history I think that's a genuine question yeah good point but he is teed up perfectly to have those because they're event matches right so they can make a really big spectacle of it he's not being given eight minutes to put together something on Smackdown between a contract signing and then a promo based main event like this is he's given the spotlight and I think this will be another chance for him to massively shine there'll be some great social media clips as well as always do you know what I hate a little bit is it the Slim Jim 25 man battle <laughs> royal with Slim Jim being mentioned all the time and LA Knight doing loads of commercials for Slim Jim don't even know what Slim Jim Ooh, is I wonder if LA Knight the, the team up it could be LA Knight or Sheamus win it really right and it's going to be LA Knight because they basically need to go obviously we know we should have given you money in the bank we realised you were really hot then uh, we'll do However, this and then we'll give you like a title shot at like the uh, US title or something like it's it, this feels like makeup time. No, the thing I hate is uh, I said on the episode before Money in the Bank that I thought that Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey, they will continue that for absolutely ages. <laughs> you hate that you were wrong. Uh, I hate that I was wrong because they blew that up immediately. But what you've done there is you've you've created. I can only imagine it's because Ronda's not due long for WWE. Yeah, she's on her way. Because you've created a feud out of seemingly nothing. Yes, they've got all the history, I know that, but you've not spent time to tell the story and tear up. And then you've got two of the people who, as much as they're both good in the ring, Shayna in particular, neither of them are very good on the mic. You've made them cut a cut of terrible a couple of terrible promos, and now they're having some weird MMA match which I don't think is gonna work in the setting of SummerSlam. It's rushed and it's probably gonna be very short, isn't it? Like, you know, some short and rubbish. Some MMA prediction. matches are generally quite rubbish yeah I, I'm not having it I'm not having it at all oh sorry dear. Uh, well, Shayna wins Ronda leaves I think that's <laughs> great hooray mark, mark this day on your calendars this is the day Will was right um, I think we should put that Ricochet interview in actually because we've not done that either so let's have the Ricochet interview and the Gunter interview to end off this episode <laughs> look at this, look at this. <laughs> on the fly live production I like that I like that uh, can we talk more about Drew McIntyre because there's been a lot of speculation about Drew McIntyre and, and whether he's going to be sticking around in WWE, isn't there? I think his contract expires, what, early next year, is it? Or something like that? I mean, we never really know. We just read the read the online dirt sheets. How hard did I pop for Drew McIntyre at the O2? I wasn't there, mate. I don't know. Stop rubbing it, was, it in. It was, a, it was a rhetorical question that oh, I was right, then going to answer because I did lose my mind, right? And I, can I imagine. I, I, wish su- I was super excited for him to be back. He needs to be given the payoff of winning a title with an audience and having a run. I like him eventually as the person to dethrone Seth Rollins unless they go down the kind of Cody and Seth route after... I mean, it's a question of whether the Lesnar feud is done after SummerSlam for Cody or not. I think, I think this is when he beats... Brock clean is this match coming up. I know I've kind of jumped around matches here. It's fine. But I think this is where Cody beats Brock clean and then moves on. For uh, Drew McIntyre, I love him as an opponent for Gunter, but you've managed to get him back in. From what we understand from the dirt sheets by promising him that he's going to be properly featured as a guy who's clearly massively over but hasn't been featured properly outside of pandemic times. It hasn't been given a title run. And then the first feud you throw him into is an almost certain loss in an intercontinental title match, uh, which I suspect they... 
unless they do it like literally they have this match and then they face off again at is it fast lane after this no is that in I can't even remember what the next one is after this I believe this, it's but, called payback isn't it not uh, uh, is it it is payback ba- backlash yeah. and payback is a little bit I'm rubbish, going to payback it? Will just saying oh, just to show rub it off. In. So, so you do it again at payback and have Drew lose again because otherwise Gunter doesn't win the title and then finally he does beat him after that and it was like you've told a really good story of him overcoming an absolute beast and then you elevate Gunter to the main event promo and you have yeah. him beat Seth like you could do it that way but I, I think what's more likely to happen is Drew just loses to him and then moves on again and I just I don't know it, it, it feels doesn't hard feel right done by it's not like the first time a wrestler's felt hard done by by the WWE and then uh, changes their character ever so slightly potentially I don't know we'll see um, yeah, uh, I'm here for Drew getting a proper run. And I, th- I think, like, it was a weird show, Money in the Bank, because I thought it was brilliant. And we'll talk about the, the Tribal Combat stuff coming up, but the the, the term, like, that match was over 30 minutes long. Mm. And you had the John Cena section, and you had the Drew McIntyre return, and you had all of this other stuff that was teed up, which meant some of the matches didn't get the time they deserved. And I thought th- Finn and... Seth, okay, you had the Damien Priest run in and you had the distraction and you had, like, they, they told that story well, but that match was like nine minutes long or ten minutes long or something. Whereas those two, I thought they were, it was teeing up to be a bit of a classic. I really thought it was going somewhere. And actually, I kind of felt the same about Gunter and Riddle. Felt like that was really building something special and then got cut short because of time reasons. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping for Seth and Finn that we get a proper 20 plus minute banger. I. St- <laughs> I think Seth still wins because then they continue the Judgment Day internal feuding stuff. Yeah, I did. We did say it was too soon, didn't we, for for Finn to can't go one month later and go. Yeah, it's fine now. Yeah, it's all good now. Uh, and I did predict. I mean, it was only a matter of weeks ago, Will, that I predicted that this would rumble on and they'd always have a bit of a feud and eventually Finn will beat Seth for the title. But they don't need to do it anytime soon because he's got other things to worry about. From inter- internal considerations, from Mr. Priest or L, what is it with the with the with Mr. Money in the Bank in Spanish? El, uh, El oh God, they've been saying Senor. it. Senor Money in the Bank. <laughs> Senor. Yeah, let's just call him that. Let's go with Casanova. That. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've absolutely no idea. What is wrong with you? Um, so I do think it's a little too early. What, what have you done? That's a question, actually, because, you know, we do do this show with our good friends at WWE 2K. New DLC is available now, including Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy and Joe Gacy, who many people thought might be Uncle Howdy or at least and, part of the and new Bray, Bray Wyatt, Wyatt group. Before Bray Wyatt was announced, when he was doing all the teasing, everyone thought it could be Joe Gacy as well, which is a little bit strange. You but, know, I, um, I yeah. know 2K planned this stuff out in advance. They couldn't have known, you know, that Bray was going to go off unwell as we understand before mania and mm. hopefully we do see him back soon but uh great to have him back in the game that's the kind of key thing um i know you're a big fan you... of one of the yeah Do i, I know on. where you're going i can tell where you're going no no, no go on go on it's tell b me. Priestley, isn't it no i wasn't i wasn't going to talk about b Priestley. Sorry, blair davenport we can talk about name. blair davenport b Priestley. um yeah i was kind of stunned to see her in a game but she is in NXT now and she's going to get some opportunities in NXT so it's good to see them promoting some NXT talent I was just going to say did you do any 
Like, have you been playing any of these matches out on 2K23? Because I know that's a, a big well, favourite. You know of what? Yours. Yeah, I've been playing the career mode um, quite a lot because I mean we talked about this all the way back at, at WrestleMania a few months ago, and I just I remember that the career modes kind of I think 2K would admit this went a little bit stale. Now it's just so in, involving and engrossing. I, I haven't played as many of these matches, but I do like. I do like playing the matches that, that are coming up and I have to say I didn't do the tribal combat match because I think we spoke about it last time but it just descended into just a brutal ridiculousness when I did the Usos versus Roman and uh, and Solo so I didn't do that one um, I've played Seth versus Finn far too many times now so I, I didn't need to do that one there so uh, for me I have played Gunter and Drew McIntyre quite a lot because I think Drew McIntyre for me when I was, you know, when I was stuck inside like everyone was during the pandemic, he he really did sort of carry everything on his back there and was only really the champion during the pandemic era. So, you know, he became a a real sort of favourite of mine and I didn't really have much to do with him the first time around when he was in WWE and when he's, you know, come back, he's been one of our favourites and I know that we've spoken about him quite a lot and he's uh, he's always been very funny when we've interacted with him sort of backstage when we've been doing media stuff at, at wrestling events. So, yeah. Uh, in my world, Drew McIntyre on WWE 2K23 did win the title, but we've already kind of discussed that, that he didn't. He didn't. Yeah, I don't really stand yeah. much of a chance this coming event. I just think they're really teeing up Gunter to get that record. Yeah. I don't think that they they don't want a name like I mean, Honky Tonk Man as great as he was in his yeah, day. A they, bit, they, they, bit they past, isn't it? Yeah, they they want somebody modern and kind of me. I I don't want to say more respectable because that feels very harsh. Yeah, I to be honest, I have uh, I. Can't kind of did do a battle royal but it was just the Royal Rumble because one of the, my favourite features <laughs> on the game honestly if you've got like an hour you want to kill and you want to play on the game so I'll, I'll to WWE 2K23 I just pick the most random wrestler I can I do do random but I uh, this is I'm letting you into my mind here Will I do five randoms I'm allowed five randoms and I you know if I if I move on from someone I can't go back and often I will go through and I will uh, you know end up with someone decent uh, this time I didn't end up with someone that I was particularly that sort of keen on uh, for the for the Royal Rumble, but let's call it the Slim Jim Summer Slam Battle Royal. Um, it, it was uh, they were all going to be in the ring at the same time, though, right? That's going to be the difference. They're not going to no, do entrances. I know, but uh, I just prefer the Royal Rumble format. Sorry, sue me. Um, I, I didn't get someone that I was uh, ideal. Basically, I got to my fifth choice, and it was Otis. <laughs> so it wasn't the oh, most... I, that. I love that I'm here for it I'm <laughs> it ready was, it was I didn't win put it that way uh, I got thrown out the, f- the fans did not win and I think that if you've not played before and when you get your hands on it you'll know that um, when you get eliminated from the Royal Rumble if you're the character you're the playable character you can then choose another one so uh, I can't even remember who it was but it was uh Otis stayed in for quite a while just his low centre of gravity and then uh, I think actually it was Rey Mysterio and uh, I still lost so in the end I just uh, I sort of left it playing in the background and, and, and let someone else win let's look at uh, well what other matches haven't we cut contacted well the tribal combat is probably the one we need to talk about the most because uh, the bloodline story has been rumbling on and you know Paul Heyman has been very outspoken about how there's uh, you know certainly lots more of this story to tell and uh, you know this is only just the beginning and everything like that and also Paul Heyman looks great in WWE 23 (laughs) W2K 23 nice Um, I always like that he's just in the background just sort of you know following Um, I'd see I really like what they're doing with Roman Reigns. 
because I think our criticism in the past has been that no one cares. And actually, I think this kind of match that's, that's coming up is going to be the moment when we kind of go... Well, it's kind of at the moment I go, okay, I actually quite like Roman Reigns here because I just don't like Jey Uso. I know I'm not oh, meant to. Oh, main event Jey, I know I'm beef? not meant to, but I th- I'm just not that keen. don't think he's quite got the star power that Roman Reigns has got, Will, so I'm starting to feel a bit sorry for Roman. I am astonished that you would be like this. Sorry. I like to be different. Um, this is... So it, it's whether or not. So do you... Uh, Solo, it's a no, right, it's a no holds barred match, a no DQ match, whatever you want to call it. So Solo's going to get involved, right? And I imagine Heyman's probably going to get involved somehow. And do they tee up that are reigning tag team champions who haven't been around very much, get involved on the other side? What role does Jimmy play? Yeah, um, yeah, Jimmy's (laughs) a big question, isn't he? Yeah, Jimmy's the question here. Jimmy's the unknown. Well, so Jim. And was he legitimately injured or was he just written off TV? That's the question. No, I don't know. I, know. I don't ever know what to believe now. But back in the day when there wasn't the internet, you know, wrestling surprises were surprises. And now we've gone like full 180 into there's so many rumours that you don't know actually what's true. And then people probably feed fake rumours to the press and we're almost getting back to where we actually don't know. So I think that's quite a good thing in the world of wrestling. For me, what they've done, they've teed it up nicely with the loss at Money in the Bank to give Jay a bunch of exciting hope spots and really turn this into a massive match and really big deal and everything else. It's just... Yeah, I I don't know that... I think the story told will be great and they will find a way to continue it. I just don't... It's not the moment the Roman loses the titles. No, of course not. It's going to go on. You've already said about having... Jay, Jay gets screwed somehow. You've already said about Gunter just continuing to be the, the champion and, and breaking records and all this. When it comes to Roman Reigns, they want him to have that title for a million years. Right, let's turn Basically. our attention. Yeah, absolutely no, completely. Um, let's turn our attention to two of the people who are going to be wrestling on this card, Ricochet facing Logan Paul. This is from a conversation I had with him actually before this feud was set up, but about a month or so ago, but we did talk Logan Paul in this conversation. Uh, and we'll hear from uh, the WWE Intercontinental Champion, Daring General Gunter. Ricochet, sir, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Yeah, really well. Thank you, really well. Thank you for uh, taking the time out to speak with us, too. <laughs> Genuinely, massively appreciate it. Uh, I think the last yeah. time we caught up was WrestleMania week at the old Media Day. How have you been the last couple of months? Right on. I'm good, man. Been good since then. So, talk to me a little bit about... Yeah. If I'm going to do the big radio intro, the big sell, former Intercontinental Champion, former US Champion, North American Champion, all those great things, but potentials to become Mr. Money in the Bank later this month here in the UK. How excited are you to get back here and, and wrestle in front of UK fans? Uh, oh, man, that's uh, that in itself is like uh, a, a joy. You know, like obviously being in the Money in the Bank when all this stuff is is something you look forward to. But yeah, I mean, going back to, you know, just Europe in general and, you know, especially London, like it's it's exciting, you know just because I've spent so much time over there and have so many memories and friends and, and bonds over there. So, um, and just the O2 arena, we've, we've, I've, I've done some, some cool stuff in the O2 arena for years now. So yeah, man, I'm just looking, ex- uh, looking forward and I'm excited to being back over there across the pond, they say. 
I mean, it's, it's a great history of, of working out here. And you mentioned like how many friends and the relationship you developed. And I remember seeing you out here in, in several different indie promotions, then obviously here with the oh, WWE. Yeah. How, how does the crowds compare here? What Like if somebody's not come and wrestled in the UK before, what would you be telling them to, to expect when it comes to stepping into the ring? Yeah, I mean, obviously the crowds are next level when it comes to... Uh, creativity i would say uh <laughs> over there like they have some of the most creative chants and cheers for uh, some of the superstars it's and i mean like it's been like that since again since the i was over there for the indies and everything else i've just always been that way i'm sure before me they were always that way as well so uh i would expect them i would say to them to expect to be yelling all night <laughs> because uh again the crowds over there they just i don't know something about them they're 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 lively all night it's great last time we spoke we we chatted about your work with with ray mysterio out here obviously since gone into yeah. the hall of fame i mean you've you've it's fair to say like i look at that i look at the work you've done with gunter out here as well like there's some some of your kind of great moments appear to have come in this country as well absolutely um Absolutely. I've had some some good times over there. And like you said, um, seeing Rey Mysterio going to the Hall of Fame and us having some some matches over there as well. Um, it all just ties in together. It's so cool. It's all just one big circle. It all comes back some way or shape. It all comes back around. So, again, I, I mean, I don't really remember the last time I was there, but... I know it's it's been too long, that's for sure. Uh, who, uh, if you look at the guys from from out here at the moment working WWE, uh, I mentioned Gunter from the UK. Obviously, you got Butch, Drew, Sheamus, all guys you've been in the ring with previously. Oh, yeah. I mean, who's work from the guys who are going to be getting that home crowd pop? Are you are you really hyped about at the moment? Uh, anytime, I anytime I see Butch on any show, I get excited. Uh, but uh yeah obviously butch is gonna do well you know shamo he does well everywhere we go but especially overseas shamo does great uh obviously now imperium and gunther they're gonna be they're gonna be popular or unpopular they should be getting booed every night but it's all right <laughs> but uh yeah all, all, all the all the blokes from overseas man I, I bet they're all more excited than us but it is cool for us to see them go back, I don't, I don't just go overseas again and get that reception that they get and the respect that they have overseas. It's 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 cool for us to see that as well, and it's true, very true. Yeah, one guy who you've previously gone viral in your matches with prior to WWE, I'm sure you saw this. Will Ospreay tweeting Seth Rollins, them having a little back and forth ahead of this O2. It's only 20 minutes down the road from where he is. Did that give you a little smile, a little smirk to see those two interacting and think about that possible future? Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's always nice to see some interaction, but I mean... As far as Ricochet goes, Ricochet's got a lot of things on his plate at the moment as far as money in the bank and Bronson Reed and Shinsuke right now. And 
all those things. So that's kind of what I'm focused on. But it was nice to see Will and, and Seth like chop it up for a little bit. We'll see what actually happens. I mean, Seth better watch out because he's got more to worry about than Will right now. He's got <laughs> a couple of us coming. So I mean, that's probably why he wasn't very worried. And if Will's if Will's really worried about it, he'll he'll come over here and he'll make a move. So both of those guys got plenty to worry about and especially Seth. He's I'm not trying to say nothing here, but he's got a lot to worry about on this side. Hey, he talked about being a, a, a working champion, a guy that's going to yeah. put himself in the ring. I thought it was a great main event on Raw this week. with. But David they all say Keith that. Cody and... Rhodes was going to say that, and he said that, and everyone's better. They're going to be a fighting champion. Everyone's a fighting champion. We all want to fight. We all want to be champion. We all want to show how good we are. It's not just Seth Rollins. It's not just Cody Rhodes. It's not just those guys. We all want to, you know what I mean? Like, we all want to be the fighting champion. So, like, Seth Rollins, he's he got the opportunity to, to, to host the open challenges. Obviously, Damian Priest came out there, and they, yeah, they they did their thing. So, it's cool to see. I mean, obviously, over on SmackDown, you have a, a, a more of a prize fighter champion with Roman, who's going to he'll show up. But he's more of a prize fighter. He's going to show up on the big, the big, I guess PLEs now and make the big money. And, you know, he's got his time. That's very valuable to him. So I, I, I see for WWE's side, they've got this big star. Absolutely. But his time is valuable. So he's only going to be here for the prize fight. So they need somebody who's going to be here every week to defend the, the championship. And I mean, Seth is a, a great, great guy to do that. Absolutely. Third time in a money in the bank. Talk to me a little bit about, I mean, you were in one of the, probably the best ladder matches I've ever been able to be in attendance for in New Orleans back in NXT and, and done, done some great work in these first couple of, first couple of ladder matches you've done on, on the kind of, on the main roster. Do you feel like as the high flying guy, as someone who does have those amazing clips, do, do you f feel like a, a little bit of pressure to be the one who steps up and does like, has that amazing moment within the match? Not at all. Um, I think the fans put more pressure on us to do those things than we do. Obviously, we want to go out there and have a good match. We want to go out there and win. We want to go out there and do the best that we can do. But I know for me specifically, I don't ever think, what can I do that's going to make the crowd? What can I do specifically that's going to make them go crazy when I think of these matches? When I think of these matches, I think of how can I win this match? How can I win this match most efficiently? That's literally the first thing that comes to my head. How can I win this crazy multi-man ladder match the most efficient way? That's what I think about. And within that, just with Ricochet's capabilities and the skills that Ricochet possesses, he is able to then translate that and most likely will do something that the crowd's going to remember and do something that's going to make them stand out of their seat and do something that, you know, is going to get their adrenaline pumped. And absolutely. But I don't necessarily go into it thinking what crazy stuff can I do today? You know what I mean? That's, that's not the way I, that's not the way I go about anything. I still think when people see your name on the marquee though, that is, there is a level of expectation that we're going to see some big fun moment like that. So I appreciate that it might not be your mindset, but I promise you when we see you come out to the ring and start bouncing around and flying around, we know we're going to get something special. So what are your memories of that, of that New Orleans match out of interest? I know, but I think that's the, that's the, that's the thing with the ricochet. It's ricochet. 
he always got opportunities to impress, but he's never really got the opportunities to explain and, and uh, elaborate on his thoughts or his feelings as to what happened in the loss or the win or the, the victory or the whatever. He doesn't really get the chance to go out there and explain or, you know, his side of it and then tell everybody what's going to happen from the future now. You know, he just kind of goes out there and has another match after match after match after match. So when he does go out there, when I go out there, the people, they do get excited because they do know, again, because of just the pure skill and capabilities and the things that are possible for Ricochet to physically do, they know they're going to get something. You know what I mean? And, and whether it's small or whether it's something crazy, but it's always going to be something that they're going to remember that's going to be really cool or neat or fantastic to see. So that is, and again, it is an expectation that they have because I've placed it on myself. I've, I've, I've put myself in this spot where as soon as I come out, expectations are already automatically all time high. There's some people who walk out the curtain and expectations kind of drop. I'm not, I don't name names, but some people <laughs> walk out the curtain and expectations drop. When Ricochet walks out the curtain, everybody's expectations are up to a hundred. So that's something that I kind of like. I like the challenge. And I think it's kind of, it kind of shows who Ricochet is that he can get the people that invested without really having the story to back him up. Let me ask you about, um, obviously the work you were doing pre mania drafted over to, to raw with, with Braun who confirmed his neck fusion surgery, uh, this week, uh, have you had a yeah. chance to catch up with him? Have you had a chance to speak to him since the announcement? Just get his feelings and thoughts. I mean, not since the announcement, but I've been talking to him for weeks now, and I've—I mean, I've kind of been in the know for weeks now. And uh, yeah, it's just an unfortunate event. It's an unfortunate thing that happens. I mean, we got a lot of guys right now that are suffering from little injuries, but I mean, it's a rough sport. You know, everyone—we know what we sign up for. It's a rough sport, but luckily, we got especially with the WWE, as soon as he like told them symptoms, they were checking on him. They had visits and stuff ready. Like that. So like, luckily the medical staff was on top of it to get to it sooner. So it doesn't get worse. So that's, that's always great news. And, you know, say when he does eventually have the surgery and he has the physical therapy and he goes through the things, he's going to be back better and probably bigger than ever and stronger than ever. So, I mean, like I said, it's an unfortunate event, but I said, as, as long as he's just healing up, as long as he's rested, as long as he's getting that rest and taking care of himself mentally and physically, that's that's what's most important because we'll always, we'll be here forever. You know what I mean? WWE will be here forever. So I say rest, chill out, and then come back when you're ready. He, he seems... And he knows that. He knows that. He, he understands. And obviously everyone knows that. But when something like that happens, you just can't help but get frustrated and get down on yourself but he knows we all here cheering for him he did he seemed in a really really good place back in la like mentally and seemed to be really you know loving the work that you guys were doing obviously your focus right now has to be on uh money in the bank and what you're going to do maybe a singles wrestler and maybe going for that title etc but is it something that like when he does get back from obviously what's quite a serious injury anytime it's neck spine etc is that something yeah. you can pick back up and get right back into I mean, as much as possible, you know, you, you don't want to dive right into the pool, but, you know, 
put a foot in, put a little toe in and feel the water and see how it feels. And we'll, we'll see, you know, because he might be a whole different person when he comes back. You know, this experience may have mentally messed him up. So maybe he's going to come back and he's not even going to be the same person that we were when we were tagging. You know what it means? So because they can all injuries like this can have an effect on different people in different ways. So obviously you want to fill it out. You know, we'll be talking in, but I mean, I thought we had something going. I think, you know, the fans seem to really catch on to us. And I think between, again, his capabilities and my capabilities, the things, the skills that he is like the best at and the skills that I am the best at. And I think if you put those two together, plus his personality with my personality and everything, I think you just have a concoction for success. But um, I think Ricochet standalone is successful and is a success in in his own right. So until the, until Braun comes back and until we can see those things right now, I'm just focused on uh, money in the bank. I get it. I totally get it. I do. I do think feel like. The, the, the kind of state of the tag division right now, it feels really strong. And uh, yeah. seeing you guys tear it up at Mania, I, I, I'll be honest, you know, obviously you've worked with Kevin and Sammy a lot in the past. And I, that was, I was excited to see that program. I wanted off the back of Mania. I was like, Ricochet and Braun feel like the right people to be going and, and, and challenging those guys and pushing them. So, yeah, I mean, if they're still holding the titles when Braun comes back, I, I would love to see it, I've got to say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to be honest with you, I kind of hope the Usos got the titles when Braun comes back because they're the ones who beat us. So I'd like to get my win back over them. I mean, obviously, they ain't even got to have the titles, but it'll just make it more sweeter. They didn't want, they beat us for our type, the, the championship match we had against them. So it would be good to get that win back over them. But Braun and I both had said it multiple times. Like, it don't really matter who was holding those titles because when we were able to get another opportunity at them, they were going to be ours anyways. So until, but again, so now if it's Kevin and Sammy, if it's whomever, if Brian is back and we ready and things are going good, I mean, who knows? I'm always down to host some championship title no. gold. Or I guess it'd be the, the raw ones are red and silver. They're not really gold anymore. Well, uh, you know, who knows? By that point, we may see splits again, like we've seen with sure. the titles, and uh, you know, all sorts could happen. Um, I, I want to ask about Raw this week. I, I thought really great show. Really enjoyed the work you and Shinsuke did together. Like some really mm -hmm. cool stuff going on there. Like, how's how is the atmosphere there? We know there was a lot of talk about obviously Vince being there, being in Connecticut. Felt like there was a really good kind of overall feeling coming off the back of that show. Yeah. Uh... Vinnie Mac was in the back. <laughs> I saw him back there and him and his mustache walking backstage. It was great. Um, and then obviously he was sitting in Gorilla, you know, but um, I, I mean. Does it feel differently? Like obviously you work with Triple H and NXT and saw we've seen him kind of, you know, take some control of creative, but does it feel different when Vince is there? I mean, not for me specifically. I mean, probably for some other people and a lot of people, I think they put the the Vince weight on themselves and then it weighs on them. But I, I mean, for a lot of, I don't, I don't really feel too much of a difference. I mean, probably cause you know, Vince and I have been pretty cool my whole time there, but for the most part, like, I don't, if he's there, if he's not there, you know what I mean? If he's in a gorilla, if he's not in gorilla, 
Ricochet just kind of chills. That's his thing. He he ain't here to mess with nobody, make nobody mad. So like, what do I got to worry about? Ain't nothing. I'm about to go out there and have the best match of the night anyway. So he gonna like me anyway. Uh, <laughs> let, let me ask you. Um, yeah, 34 now. You look just sensational shape. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I mean, still young in wrestling terms. Like you know, we saw some. Yeah, of I mean, tournaments young like, in wrestling yeah. terms. If you haven't already been wrestling for twenty years, yeah, there's that. You know, does it ever think? Do you ever think to yourself, like, when you are doing these amazing spots, when you are doing these high flying things, like that you there will be a point in the future that you've got to reconsider how you approach it, how you kind of take a match to match or or approach your your in ring style. No way, balls to the wall all day, baby. No way. Balls to the wall all day. Why? Uh, no half measures. You ever watch Breaking Bad? Yeah, yeah. You know, Mike, remember Mike, no half measures. Full measures all the way. No half measures. Why would not? I mean, I don't know. I, uh, I think obviously you do want to always evolve. You want to always adapt. Again, that's something that I think Ricochet does better than anybody. He adapts his style around his opponent. Ricochet can go in there with, well, usually Ricochet only fights Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Bronson Reed, Baron Corbin. Like, who else do I got to name? Almost, probably into sheer next. Probably, you know what I mean? That's all I wrestle. I don't ever wrestle. I don't know anybody my size. So I only wrestle the big guys for some reason. I guess WWE likes me wrestling the big guys. Um, but again, so obviously you, you you do want to adapt. And again, like I said, it's something Ricochet does better. He adapts in the environment. He adapts whoever his opponent is. He adapts if we're in the ring or out of the ring. I think that is what Ricochet does better than anybody. So I think that is why I have been able to do what I do for so long. Because a lot of people... And even you heard Will all say it. He's got injuries, his neck, his back, his this, his that. And then all these other guys, they're they're all hurting. I mean, 20 years strong. And, of course, aches, pains. My neck is aching. My back does ache. But, like, as far as, like, I feel, I feel really good still. And I still feel in top condition. And, again, if this Monday they were like, yep, it's you and Seth Rollins out there. If this Monday I would go out there with the mindset, I'm about to be Seth Rollins anyway. So, you know what I mean? So, and then I'm going to do that the best way that I know how, the best way that Ricochet knows how. And that is usually 100% full throttle, you know, all the way. Yeah, I don't know how else to do it. No half measures. Love it. Absolutely love it. Just the last two from me. I, I want to, first of all, congratulate you on your engagement. We, I, I didn't know when we spoke back in uh, in kind of March, April time. So congratulations, man. I, Thank I, you. Just, you know, I, I, how exciting is it for you to see how much the fans have taken to Samantha and how, you know, when the draft was happening, people were wondering where she was going to land because they love watching her and hearing her announce so much. How cool is that for you to see? It's great. Um, again, because she, like me, she, she's, man, she's been a fan. Probably she's been a fan longer than me, or at least she can remember, like, as a, a young kid, 
really loving and watching wrestling in the moments. I don't really remember as a child, child. My, my earliest memories around like 10, 11, but I watched it before, but she remembers it all because she, I don't know, she, that's what her whole family did. They, they just did it. And she's so smart. She used to like write down all the names and the matches and the time that it started and the time, how long it lasted and who won. And you know what I mean? Like as a kid, she, so now for her to work here and, she always said, even when she was younger, she was always saying, like, she didn't even say, I'm going to be a ring announcer. She just said, oh, man. She goes, I love Lillian. I'm going to be Lillian Garcia one day. You know, she didn't even say, I'm going to be a ring announcer. She just said, I'm going to be Lillian Garcia. So it's cool to see, you know, again, where she started and, as, and then where she is now. And the the reception, again, because, again, like, like Ricochet, she doesn't think, oh, how can I make crowd well i guess she does she's she, well she thinks how can i make the crowd connect with not just me but with the character whoever she's announcing like because she announces everybody different she announces cody rhodes differently than she announces chelsea green she announces i don't know zoe stark differently than she announces ricochet she announces you know what i mean so she does everyone kind of how their character like when she says the Miz if you go back and watch a Monday watch before Miz TV how she does the Miz it's like she says it like he's a like literally like a talk show host she's like the Miz you know what I mean she did so it's cool to see the fans feel and connect like we used to when we were children when we were watching Howard and Lillian and Tony and all those guys and we would connect with them and so now it's just cool to see the fans have that connection like we had it's 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 cool yeah those are the names that i was <laughs> i'd written down to, like and it's amazing that she's mentioned in those terms uh, the last one for me was just going to be i did read from another interview that you were well, also, i was going to say to add on to that it's so funny because for example like finkel and chimbo and all these guys like they're obviously their voices are legendary but it's like at the same time like eras are important eras are important because for example like sam's not going to get to announce the Undertaker in his prime. She's not going to be able to announce Stone Cold in his prime or Macho in his prime or Hulk Hogan in his prime or all these guys that we are, since children, emotionally connected to. She's not going to be able to announce these guys. You know what I mean? She's also, she's got Seth Rollins. She's got Roman Reigns. She's got Cody Rhodes. She's got, she's got her own list of receipts that in 10, 20 years, those kids and stuff are going to be talking about those guys. You know what I mean? So... It's it's all eras too that also helps helps us connect with the person who we're listening to and watching as well. So that has a lot to do with it. Uh, love it, absolutely love it. Like, I think we are running uh, super long, as is always the way when we get a chance to uh, sure. to chat. Uh, I'm sure you've heard the gag before, but uh, as every time that we get a chance to get you on, someone in the office goes, "Who's Rick O'Shea, our favourite Irish wrestler?" So yeah, it's like a homecoming for you in a couple of weeks' time. We look forward to seeing you out here in London, uh, mate. And uh, yeah, keep enjoying what you're doing, and and can't wait to see you doing Money in the Bank. Cheers, man. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, I'm excited. Can't wait. I'm The Miz, and I'm awesome! You're now listening to Talk Sports, WWE coverage brought to you by WWE 2K23. You're listening to Talk Sports, and I'm now joined by the Ring General, the WWE Intercontinental Champion, Gunter. Good afternoon, Gunter. How are you doing? 
Good afternoon. Very good. How are you? Yeah, not bad at all. Not bad at all. Um, the last time we spoke was actually a few years ago. We were upstairs at the Olympic, uh, the Electric Ballroom. It was during a progress show, and you just had an amazing match. And we said, "When will you potentially move to America?" There were rumours around at that time that America was on the cards, and you said to us at that time it wasn't right for you. Looking forward now to where you are, having held that championship for over four hundred days. You made the right decision, didn't you? I did, yeah. <laughs> um, that sums it up pretty much, yes. Um, I kind of knew that step would be necessary at some point. Um, and yeah, I think the timing worked out very well. Could you have ever imagined the success that you would have had straight away? Because obviously you you picked your moment very cleverly. You know, you... You impressed us in the UK and in the Indies and obviously the, the other promotions you worked at around the world. And you went to NXT and, and you did amazing things there. And it, it feels like nothing was rushed. It feels like this progress has... You know, everything has been taken very methodically and it, it's it's led to where you are now. And, and I feel like, you know, from seeing you live, the fans have really enjoyed the journey. And, and it, it just... You know what I mean? It seems like you're going to be around for a long time. Um, well, that's the plan. Um, the thing is like, yeah, of course, like I think wrestling has, uh, that characteristic that everything happens very fast, like boom, 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 boom. And whenever there's a chance, a lot of people jump on it and it's always new, new, new. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, that's something that didn't feel right for me career wise. So there were times in my career where, yeah, I hit the brakes myself because I thought it's the right thing to do now. Um, and it was the same with uh, moving to the States. Uh, there was a time when WWE started signing a lot of European people. And in the first few waves, I felt like it was not my time now. It's, it would not be a, a smart choice. And that's why it didn't happen for a while. Um, and then I signed WWE and later on when it came up to the topic of like moving to America was like something that I was like, mm, I don't know. Um, and then I slowed it down for a little bit, but I always knew yeah, that at some point that step will be necessary. Mm -hmm. um, it was then um, last year, beginning of last year. And yeah, I'm glad everything worked out the way it did, I think. I could be way worse off now. Yeah, of course. You know, a lot has changed for you moving to the United States and we know you recently got married, so congratulations on uh, on your wedding. Do you feel that anything has changed with your approach to your work since you got married? A lot of people sometimes, you know, when they have a family, they they sort of take a sort of different approach to things or is it, you know, you're as much focused as it's always been with you? Um. Maybe I'm more focused than ever before right now, I would think. Um, because now it's like, I think the situation I'm in right now uh, in my career, I think that's what you work for all the time of the rest of your career before that. you For a long time, you just go and wrestle in small venues and then the venues get a little bit bigger and all of that. But then at some point in your career, if everything goes well, it's just something pops and then everything happens very fast. And that's the, yeah, that's my prime now. And those are the crucial years that 
especially for my future, my family's future, um, that are very important. So I would say I'm more focused than ever now. Mm. Do you think, and I don't want to, you know, obviously delve into your private life too much, but obviously we know, we know Ginny, we know your wife and we've seen her in progress and, you know, we've all appreciated everything she's done. I know she's stepped away now, but do you think it's important having a partner that understands the business you're in? Because, you know, sports entertainment is a business that involves a lot of travel. It involves, you know, early mornings, being away a lot. Is is that something that's a bit more helpful that lets you focus on, on what you're doing in the ring? Oh, yeah, of course course that is like it's way easier like you cannot explain our lifestyle to a regular person i would say uh it's gonna be very challenging to yeah find someone that is yeah that goes like oh yeah no problem that's like it's it's, it's tricky so obviously it helps that uh yeah she's done it for a bunch of years herself and had a really good career um but also besides from the circumstance of that she's just fully devoted to yeah be the best support for me right now that she can be and yeah that just to have that support system uh just helps a lot yeah that's great we're, we're obviously very very pleased for you i mentioned that we we started watching you perform in the electric ballroom here in london with progress fast forward to your first wrestlemania I mean, that match got some amazing reviews. It was called the Wrestling Match of the Weekend. Five-star reviews from all the usual people, you know, working with, with Drew and Sheamus. You must be pleased with, with you know, that WrestleMania moment being, you know, your your only WrestleMania moment so far is is such a, a well-received moment. It must be incredible to have started your WrestleMania journey with something like that. Oh, it definitely is. Or uh, I was. Like, I think... Um... If I think, if I rethink it now, because in an interview before somebody asked the same question, it's kind of when you're so in the in the zone or in the in the like laser focused, uh, how we often are. It's kind of like those moments get lost in our, or in, at least for me, it's the case in our not memory, but just uh, lost in the in the in terms of having a feeling for that, uh, if that makes sense, because. Um, that night was fantastic. I think it was one of the most exciting and well-received matches uh, I ever had, especially in WWE and especially uh, on that stage. But like I said, everything happened so fast. The, the week after, we were already busy somewhere else and then new things arise and then you focus on them. So I think, uh, and I've always been a person that is like, done this what's the next thing uh and focus on that and i think that's crucial to have that in while you're active in your career to achieve the most or achieve what you want i think all those moments i will really start to like enjoy again and appreciate once i'm all done and i have plenty times on my hand and i can sit uh in my house and smoke a cigar and rewatch <laughs> my greatest hits <laughs> yeah, you've got to enjoy it in the moment. But I mean, what an amazing match to look back at. You talk about the next thing. It looks like Drew McIntyre is the next thing for you revisiting with him. But I've got to talk about working with Riddle. We've obviously seen you, WXW Progress, working with Matt Riddle before. Is Does that make it easier having that chemistry already to put on, you know, great matches like we've seen recently? I mean, of course it helps. Um, but I got to say, Riddle is someone that I... 
got on really good in the ring with from the first time we wrestled. I think it was in Germany some years ago. Um, because he can he can just bring it like he's from his former career in the UFC, so he brings a lot of like grappling and striking and a huge gas tank. Um, so it's definitely a challenge to be in the ring with him, um, and definitely someone that yeah, pushes me to bring out the best in me. Um, so it's yeah, I always enjoy being in the ring with him. How did Money in the Bank go down in the locker room? Obviously, we saw how amazing the fans reacted, and you know what the fans are like in the UK. But what what were the other guys that you work with saying about that experience of being in London for a premium live event? Um, to be fair, it's uh, usually on those days as well. I don't catch up with people too much. Uh, I know that in general, in the roster, people are looking forward to go to England um, because the crowds are just fantastic over there. Um, I try to keep to myself and my guys, Gio and Ludwig, uh, on those days. Um, it's kind of busy anyway. Um, and to be really honest, um, I left right after my match, so I couldn't spend some hours with my uh, with my family. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I didn't really have a time to catch up with anybody about it. Okay, last one from me. I'd love to talk about what you guys do on the road together, but we'll save that for another time. Obviously, a lot of talk about Honky Tonk Man's record, the Intercontinental title. I think it comes up on September the 4th would be the day you're looking at. It's just after payback. Firstly, can you do it? And then when it comes a time that you don't have the Intercontinental title, surely the world title, the one we, you know, the world heavyweight championship we've just seen Seth Rollins take charge of, surely that is in your sights. I mean, Yes, I, I was like, <laughs> so as of right now, I don't plan on losing the Intercontinental Championship. I know the record is around the corner. It's going to be a great achievement once it's achieved. Um, but I also don't want to compare myself to anybody in the past. Um, yeah, I want to build my own legacy with what I'm doing. Um, and I want to be pleased with that. Um, and I'm going to compare yeah that to my expectations and what really happened uh in reality and make the judgment if i'm happy or not of that um but yeah obviously there's more there's still more room to grow um and there is a lot of exciting matchups uh on the horizon that could happen in the future um also obviously in the in the world heavyweight championship division um but like i said my focus is the intercontinental championship right now um, but once that is said and done, whenever that will be, then um, my development will definitely be aimed uh, to the top and not down. Well, we've enjoyed watching your journey so far. Plenty more highlights to go into those highlights for you to watch when you've finally retired down the line. Thank you for finding time. Uh, the WWE Intercontinental Champion, Gunther, thank you very much. Ricochet and Gunter both speaking with Talk Wrestling. This is Talk Wrestling from Talk Sport on your fight night feed. John, I think that rounds off quite nicely. Who would win in a fight between Gunter and Ricochet? Because we've seen, I'm pretty sure we've seen Walter and Ricochet before, potentially in the Indies. I'll, I'll tell you what, before the next episode, I'll, I'll play it on WWE. 2K23. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say it's Gunter, but uh, play it. Depends who I play as well, because I'm so terrible at the game. <laughs> it's, it's really funny, actually, because there's only se- several things that I enjoy doing that I'm rubbish at. One is golf and one is WWE 2K23, because, uh, you know, you can do t- so much. I, I kind of just end up just punching them. 
and uh, I don't actually, <laughs> I don't actually, you know, I don't do the full it. move I, set. I, I think, probably should. I think I'll, I'll be better. I promise. I, I believe in you. I think you're getting better, and I, uh, I, I, I believe in you. That's all I'm saying. And of course, we can play as Valhalla and Zeus now in the game, <laughs> uh, thanks to the uh, the new uh, DLC, which uh, I'm looking forward to getting stuck into. Uh, the next one after this in August, by the way, the Bad News U pack includes Wade Barrett's return to in-ring action in the game, and we have asked if we could speak to Wade for that one. So hopefully that'll be coming up for you in a future. I've got a great anecdote about Wade Barrett as well, which I'll bring you next time. <coughs> I'm sorry, I've got really sore throat. I apologise, but um, it's all that fun you had, wasn't it, without me? Too much fun. Yeah. It always is when you're not there. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> this has been Talk Wrestling on your Fight Night feed from Talk Sport. Enjoy SummerSlam, and we'll be back with another episode after. <laughs> 